0: We now begin the four boundless qualities and those four boundless qualities are boundless equanimity, boundless love and kindness, boundless compassion and boundless joy. This is established on the wish that is universal for all sentient beings, is that everyone wishes to be happy and not one of us wishes to suffer and this is true for everybody. When we have this in mind, when we meet different people, what we can do is instead of discriminating and putting them in different boxes and looking at their different size, shape and color, what we can rather do is look at what is the same between all of us. What is the same is that this person is just like me. They just want to be happy. They don't want to suffer. So how best can I accommodate this person in this respect? We start most of our practices with the aspiration or the wish or the prayer that all beings may have happiness and all the causes of happiness that they may be free from suffering and all the causes of suffering that they may never be separated from the great happiness devoid of suffering and forever dwell in the great equanimity free from attachment and aversion and these four lines are dealing with exactly these four boundless qualities That the wish that every single sentient being may have happiness. That they have joy. That they are free from all of their suffering. And this is really for every single sentient being. Every single one of us is inherently good. Every one of us has what we call Buddha nature. Or we maybe call it the true nature of mind. Or inherent nature of mind pristine awareness these are just really concepts though that are just describing the same thing this inherent true pure good state of mind that we all have where our problems and suffering arise is that we are consumed by our afflictive emotions our negative emotions our attachment aversion ignorance pride and jealousy And we associate with these as being ourselves and we naturally fall into these emotions and then we do all sorts of things that hurt ourselves or hurt others. For instance, we get angry, we shout at people, we hurt them, we beat them, we get jealous of them. However, when we really get to understand and know and realize our true nature of mind, we then discover that we are not these afflictive emotions. We don't have to engage in them and we can transform them and in doing this we really become much much happier and the people around us benefit as well when we are happier there's a much happier atmosphere that we bring with us and this makes other people's lives easier as well and people feel more warmth and more trusting around you. This however is a gradual process of really getting to understand ourselves and our own mind and to transform it. What we'll be involved with here basically is transforming our mind with these practices of these four boundless qualities. This example of our mind being covered or being involved with these afflictive emotions and not knowing our true nature of mind is very much like the sky and the clouds. There may be many clouds in the sky. And sometimes all we see is the clouds. We don't see the sky. We might start associating with the sky being like the clouds. However, as soon as those clouds clear, we see, oh, there it is. There's the sky open and vast. And clear. And this is very much the same with our true nature of mind. It is vast and clear and open and good. However, what happens is we, it's covered by all of these afflictive emotions of ours, all of these negative emotions like our anger, our jealousy, our pride, our discriminations. And so we don't see our true nature of mind. But as soon as those, we break through those Afflictive emotions we start to see our true nature of mind as soon as we cut through those afflictive emotions Then we realize our our mind is actually so vast and so pure Just like the clouds appear in the sky and they fall disappear back into the sky the same These afflictive emotions of ours they appear in our mind and they fall back into our mind. Eventually, through the practices and getting to know our mind, we start to see that, oh, I am actually not these afflictive emotions. In fact, my mind is very vast and open. We just need to resolve these afflictive emotions of ours. And this takes time, and it can be difficult. Why is this? because we are so used to these habits of ours and we fall into them so quickly that we don't even realize it's happening or that it has happened. That's why our awareness is so important. Through our meditation, we develop awareness. Through developing our awareness and the better it gets, we are better able to realize when these afflictive emotions like anger or jealousy are arising. And then we can liberate them, or we can transform them. and the better our awareness is, the quicker we can do this so they don't have so much energy and strength, and then it's also much easier to transform them and to let them go. And naturally, the quicker we're able to do this, we less spend less time fighting with other people, arguing with other people, thinking all negative thoughts about ourselves and other people. We can let them go much quicker. And then it really, they have much less influence over our lives. They don't steal so much of our energy and our time and our happiness. And influence our life so much, we start to have our own choice, make our own choices. And much more easily, because we're not carried by the momentum of our previous thoughts. We have more ability to choose what we want to think. What we're thinking is also very important in the fact that our speech and our physical actions follow what we're thinking. If our mind, our thoughts are full of kindness and joy, then our speech and our actions of our, our physical actions are following that joy, are full of joy and happiness. However, if our mind and our thoughts are very angry or very upset or very depressed then how we speak and how we act is also affected. And the way we act and speak is then also full of anger or unhappiness. And then we say things or do things that hurt other people. And when we hurt other people, we in fact also hurt ourselves. What we will be doing in these practices is starting to transform and train our mind to start thinking in terms of these four boundless qualities instead of always following our negative habits and our self grasping and our selfish way of thinking when we realize this when we understand this we start to realize how important it is to know our own mind and to train it and in conjunction to this is that we have very good awareness because with very good awareness we're able to train our mind much more easily we may be able to maintain the state of joy or happiness for much longer if we don't have this awareness or this good mind training then within a few minutes or a few seconds we start thinking about other things we get distracted we start getting involved with discriminatory thoughts or um, unhappy thoughts and so the better our awareness and our mind training the better we will be able to maintain the practice and I think These practices of love and kindness and compassion and meditation and training the mind is a good starting point, entry point for Westerners. My personal experience is that with many Westerners, if you want to talk to them about change, impermanence and death, they think this is very morbid. Uh, Life is really difficult. Why do you want to talk about a subject like this? Or... Never mind broaching the subject of suffering and different realms and uh, that there might be hell realms and ghost realms. So in this case, people can relate to love and kindness and joy. And it's something that I think everybody appreciates and likes to share. And many people, if you talk about this, they do have a very, they seem very interested in, a vested interest in. And also in learning about the topic of mind. However, I will add that it is important to get to understand and know our afflictive emotions and to know that we are able to transform them, to know how they cause us suffering. Because if we are always just pursuing love and kindness and joy, but we don't resolve our afflictive emotions, then these emotions of attachment and pride and arrogance, all these negative emotions are still have great potential to cause us a lot of trouble and unhappiness in our life. So often what we're doing is we are attempting to achieve happiness, but what we are doing is actually the opposite. What we are thinking, doing and saying is contrary to what we're trying to achieve.